Hey, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I do want to direct your attention to kidsministry101.com. If you receive the podcast episode you're listening to in your RSS feed or your iTunes, or uh, if you get it through the LifeWay Kids Facebook group, and this is just a post that shows up, those are great places to find the podcast, and we're glad you're listening. If you have not been to the landing page, I'd like to direct you there. Kidsministry101.com is where you'll find our blog, podcast, and other resources that are all about equipping you and the people that you lead for ministry. There are articles and uh, episodes there that you can listen to to find uh, information and encouragement and some really good ideas that can give you uh, tips for success and to just help you do what you do better. Thank you for serving in the context where God has put you, and thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with Klista Stortz. Klista is an editor on our VBS team. Hi, Klista. Hey. And she, you're a preschool person. I am a preschool but At heart. At heart. But you do all kinds of different things in ministry. I do. I do. I enjoy kids, school-age kids, too. And I I assume that you have a strong affinity for VBS in particular. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah? Yeah. It's What is it about VBS that you love? I Just that it's different all the time. I mean, you just – it's and it's just such a fun way to really connect with kids and introduce them, introduce them to Christ, love on them, and just have fun with them. VBS is one of those, like – mountaintop things yeah. right it's like the right. once a year big deal yeah. blow it all out thing yeah one of the great things about vbs is it's is it reaches the community yes it reaches families in the church but it also reaches families that are not in the church yeah. sometimes that can look like a parade of kids who are going from church to church to church oh, yeah. all summer right that's okay it is okay you have an opportunity for them to come to yours exactly and so what we're leading to is engaging with parents that's yes. what we're going to talk about today yeah and so VBS is one way we do that. But even week in and week out, mm-hmm. as ministers to children, we are busy leading kids, connecting them to Jesus, to God's word. We're busy leading our volunteers. Right. You and I talked about that last time you were on the podcast. Yeah. But it can be easy for us to maybe miss an opportunity connect to connect with parents. Right. And we're going to talk today about why that's so important, and you have some ideas about how we can maybe be more aware yeah, and or, more effective. Yeah, and, and, and be more helpful to them, you know. I think it's, they're out there alone a lot of times, and so, yeah, any way we can connect with them, the better. Great. But first. Yes. I love the but first. It's my favorite part. <laughs> but first. Okay, but so first. as you and I have had not a lot of opportunity, but, you know, our... LifeWay Kids team often travels and we do training as groups all over the country, different places. Mm -hmm. And so I've had a few opportunities to sit in airports with you and to be at restaurants with you and things. Seen me at my best and worst, probably. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. (laughs) Uh, But but one thing that that stands out to me when I think of you Mm -hmm. and what it is that I admire and appreciate about you is that often you will order a meal and not finish the meal. <laughs> That's yes. And give the rest to me. To you. Or yeah. to whoever else or is around. Whoever like, around hey, me. would you like to try whatever I'm eating? <laughs> and really, even though I'm not interested, I feel guilty about throwing food away. Yeah, don't so throw it away. There's the obligatory, well, thanks, Clista. Right. So tell me about your food tastes. <laughs> so when you were a kid. Yes. Were you a picky eater? Were you adventuresome? Did you like a variety of things or did you eat the same thing all the time? What what kind of eating habits did you have as a child? You know, I think I grew up in a family uh, of, you know, I had both parents in the home, but my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Um, We had four kids, so at that time, you know, 
she needed to stay home, couldn't afford childcare for that many kids. So he didn't have just a whole lot of money extra. And so really, I, I don't think I had the opportunity to be too picky because it just wasn't, you know, you eat what we got. That's right. So, yeah. So I don't remember being completely picky. My tastes have changed, obviously. So but were you like a bologna on white bread kid or yeah. were you like a peanut butter and jelly girl? Um, I Bologna was fine. I liked mine fried it with mustard. Like when we were when we were kids, yeah. it seems like people ate a lot of bologna. Oh yeah, I don't oh, know yeah. why. <laughs> we didn't, I don't we know didn't what know the bologna industry has done, <laughs> and but it's bologna cheap. used to be so such yeah. a thing. Yeah. And it's best fried with really? mustard. I'm just saying, um, yeah, I ate a lot of that. I um, there was something else that just came to my mind that I was going to say. I ate a lot of, but yeah, yeah, that was I was pretty simple. So how about now? So are you, now? Yeah. I mean, the world has changed. Yes. And you're not eating a whole lot of bologna sandwiches on Wonder Bread. Well, no. Maybe a um, couple. Maybe a couple here and there. <laughs> maybe a couple here so and there. So now if you were going to choose a place to go eat just for a treat, oh. where, what kind of place would you pick? That's so hard because I, I love pizza. I love Italian. Oh. Love. But, you know, with these whole dieting things and carbs, I, I tell know. you not to do that because I'm not a runner who can carb load. Right? But the question is not. <laughs> what would you feel yeah. not guilty about? What would you? What's what your guilty want? pleasure food? I love Italian and pizza too. I think yeah. that's a great. That's answer. probably my best. That's probably where that, that would be my go-to. Well, one of these times when we're traveling, let's find a good pizza uh, place. Yeah, I'm I'm up for it. Something that I have done with my youngest son. I have four too. Yeah. And you know we we don't get to go out just one on one very often. Yeah. Most of my family is gluten free, oh, except for yeah. me and my and my ten year old Tate. Tate. And so when we have a chance, he and I will go out, and we are looking <laughs> to find the best pizza that yes. we can find wherever we happen to be. Absolutely. So it's a great adventure. Good. Good, good, but good. enough about us. Yes. Let's talk about we parents. We're talking about connecting with adults. Okay. And so we, as kids leaders, it can be very easy for us to be so busy in the moment of interacting with kids. Right. Of leading our leaders. Uh, maybe even teaching. Yes. Or maybe sweeping or cleaning up a mess. <laughs> right. Uh, so that we can get things done and move on to the next thing. Yeah. That we can miss opportunities mm -hmm. to connect with parents. We know that really the role of discipleship is really a role for the parent. Right. Moms and dads. And we need to be investing in them to equip them. Absolutely. And yet that probably is not top on the list for a whole lot of us, just practically speaking. Practically speaking, I would say that you're right. Um, and most of us in kids ministry, I, you know, I don't know if it's all of us, but I feel like it is. Most of us, when we got into kids ministry, you do have this view that you're going to be in the ring with kids and you're going to be doing all this fun stuff. And I know you've even said that in some of your conferences, yes. that this is what I think I'm going to do. And then I get into the ministry and I realize, no, I'm going to be equipping my teachers, my volunteers to be with the kids. And yes, that's a huge, huge part of my job right there. And then the other part of my job is indeed working with those parents and equipping those parents um, because ultimately that's what we want to do. We want to create a healthy family situation for them, for our kids as well as investing in them ourselves. So, And so part of that is we need to find bandwidth mm -hmm. and opportunity and make oh, the yeah. most of the small ones that we have. Right. How, I mean, how? what sort of opportunities might we be missing right now that are that are there? Like yeah. the low-hanging fruit opportunity to connect yeah. with parents. Oh, I mean, ooh, the low-hanging fruit. Even just greeting your parents as they come in mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning can make a huge difference. If they don't see you, they're not going to get to know you. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think... 
just making sure that you're there to to show them, hey, I care about your kids so much. Um, and so I think that that's really important. Um, inviting them to be part of your ministry um, is, is, is a big deal. I think VBS, you know, I'm going to go to that, but I love it when I see churches who are having a vacation Bible school for kids also have a parenting. Sometimes they'll have a parenting class mm. because you've got parents who are like, okay, I'm dropping my kids off. It's a fantastic opportunity just to bring them in and say, hey, you're going to see other parents that have kids your kid's age. And that can be that can be a class. Yeah. yeah. I've even seen it done. There was church years ago that Chris and I were at where where we did a coffee. And yeah. so what we decided to do as part of our ministry was, well, well VBS was being done. Mm-hmm. She set up a little, we made a little sign that was the coffee stop. Yeah. And it was, hey, parents, just hang out for half an hour right. after you drop your kids off and just connect yeah. with us and with others. I love that. We I can build it. those things in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or so, come, come back early before you pick up your kids and have one last you know, a cup of coffee or whatever. Yeah, so I yeah. love that. I think that's a good idea. So, and, and, but so part of that is for us yes. as the leader. We, right. Is it important that we do this ourselves or is this something we can delegate? I think it's both. It's a both and situation. Um, I really love it when a kid's minister can get to know parents better. It, it just creates a bridge that, that really needs to be made between you and the parents of the kids that, that are in your ministry. Uh, it helps in so many different ways, you know, knowing how to, letting those parents know how important their kids are to you. And one of that, one of those ways is, is talking with parents. How can I pray for you? What's going on in your life? What's going on in, um, I don't know, Blake's life, your, your, your child's life that, that I need to know about? If I create a bridge and I let them know how important their their child is to me, then there are then if by chance there ever is a time where I have to go to them and say, you know, we're really struggling with this. Is there something going on at home that I can help you with? I I'm hoping that makes sense. Yeah. What I'm saying. Um, when you put all that in the context of relationship, you know, the, just relationships and parenting. I think, oh my goodness, is so. It's so, so hard today. Mm-hmm. We compare ourselves to everybody else. We compare our kids to everybody else, and we feel mm-hmm. like we're doing it alone or that I'm just I'm messing up. I'm not doing it right. My kid's doing this and this and this. And then, you know, if I can get in with other parents and, and I found out, oh, your child's experiencing these same the things. One. I'm not the only one. Yeah. It's not necessarily what I'm doing. It's just this stage of life. Um, so I think if we can be there for those parents and equip them and help them to, to just be encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of things do you think parents need to hear from their kids minister? From their kids minister? I think, I think helping them again, equipping them with either scripture after scripture after scripture, or even just some, some tips on parenting or books or whatever, I just think if we can equip them and help them to feel good about themselves and what they're doing, give them suggestions on how to even be better to deal with a certain problem is so important. One of the best things, though, that we can do for them is helping them introduce their child to Christ. So many parents come to us as kids ministers and say, oh, I think my my child's ready to 
to accept Christ, can you talk to him? You know what? I Yeah, I'm happy to talk to him. What I really want to do, though, is talk to you. Yes. And I'm going to help you know how to lead your child to Christ because what better gift can I give you than to sit with your child and talk to him? Yeah. So I, you're going to find out. Parents, are we are so scared of messing things up, mm. and we don't need to be. And so if you can equip them for the greatest gift ever, I think that's fantastic. So I think there's that. You kind of scratched the li- a little thing there on on the fact that I think everyone is insecure and feels inadequate. Yes. Parents do. All of us do. And different people display that differently. Some are clearly feeling inadequate. Others kind of mask that with a strong candy shell that you can't break (laughs) through, right? Yeah. I've got it all together. But everybody feels ill-equipped. Everybody. Nobody truly knows what they're doing. I'm convinced. Uh, Now I'm on my fourth child. I'm learning. I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. (laughs) I still don't. Right. But and the other part of that is that we as leaders, kids leaders, we have many people who have had children. Mm-hmm. Some of our kids have turned out the way that we might hope, and others maybe are not. Right. You're We're like, having I some parented difficulties them with both our own this, kids. Yeah, yeah. And so we can feel inadequate to share because we Absolutely. feel like we're not qualified to give advice. Mm-hmm. We have others who are in kids' ministry who are, who are single, who've never had kids, who are young. And how, how can they feel adequate to right. lead parents? Give us some tips on that. What about our inadequacy in feeling that we are really not qualified to tell parents how to parent. Oh, goodness. Well, I, I am a firm believer in training. I'm a firm believer in podcasts. I'm a firm <laughs> believer in books. And um, so I truly think that we have to equip ourselves either, either through reading, staying up on, on trends of today, staying relevant so that we, I mean, that doesn't matter if, if, uh, if you're an older parent like me, uh, like I am with my two boys who are now grown and married. Um, but if I still want to talk to parents today, I have to know what's happening today with kids today. And I mean, even, even uh, younger kids ministers who aren't married, who don't have kids, I think they are perfectly, you know, I think they can still very much minister to parents as long as they stay relevant and they know what's happening in kids' lives. Um, as long as they don't, you know, I think we all tend to want to be judgmental a little bit when you see a child going astray. And then suddenly when you live it, you're like, man, I've done everything I know how to do. And I still, my, you know, I still messed up. Yeah. I started to say my kid messed up, but I don't want to say that. So, you know, I think just as long as you, um, I think we just have to do our homework. We just have to do our homework and yeah. we have to love and we have to care. And I, mm. everything, it seems like everything I get, that I say goes back to relationships. But if I can have a good relationship with a parent and I, again, show them my heart, show them how important their child is to me, then I can minister to that parent. And I think that's a really good distinction because we, I think we feel inadequate when we feel like we have to be an expert right. at something. And they think you are, and that's what's scary, but we don't but have But they to don't do. need us to Mm-mm. be an expert. In fact, if we are, that can put a distance between us yes. relationally. Right. But parents really need is for us to be a partner. Oh, absolutely. You know, the times that I have talked with parents who come to me in tears about things that either they feel like they messed up or their child has, has, um, has had a problem with, the times that I look at them and say, you know what? My child went through the same thing. Let me tell you what we did. Um, or my child went through something similar. 
and my heart broke and let me let me just first of all let you know it's not what you did it's nothing you did um and maybe sometimes it might mean saying i have never been through what you're going through but and i don't know what to say and i don't know what to say but let me just pray with with you. you Yeah. Um, and let me let you know that I'm going to pray for you and your child yeah. because I, my heart hurts for you. Um, yeah, because I do think as, as, you know, as some of our younger kids ministers don't have kids, that might be the better thing for them to say sometimes. You know what? I, man, that's my heart hurts for you. Let me pray for you. Yeah. And that's all you can do at that point. That's all you can do at that point. And that is that can be heavy stuff. There's oh, families are messy. Yep. And there's a lot to it. And I yes. don't think that there's any one of us who has all the answers. Nope. Right? Nope. Those, them to Jesus. You know, all those people on what I like to call fake book um, are having the same issues that you're having. They're just not putting them out there. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they are experiencing the same things you are. Um, believe me. How about connecting parents to what you're teaching mm-hmm. and what you're doing in in your in your ministry times yeah how what are good ways to do that i personally really um i think it's very important if a kid's minister can have i don't know i'm not saying you have to do it once a month or you know once a quarter or whenever but i really do think it's important to to try to have occasional parent meetings and just say let me tell you what we're we're going to be talking with your kids about over the next month over the next three months um let me tell you what some of the things we have planned for your kids. That's going to be a time, you know, you can have almost a town forum night with your parents mm. to really connect with them and let them know um, that your volunteers, that your teachers aren't just babysitters, yes. that they indeed are teaching your kids. Um, and this is why it's so important. It's it's a good time. I, as a parent, when I was volunteering, um, in in Sunday school, life group, whatever you call it at your church, um, it made me be a better parent even to get to volunteer because I learned things during Sunday school training or leadership training or actually being in a classroom and watching a veteran teacher teach. I'm like, oh, wow, she handled that really, really well. Mm -hmm. So sometimes bringing them into your ministry and putting them into leadership roles or, you know, it finding where they like to serve. I'm not saying they have to be in a classroom or anything. It may be that that's not their their place to serve, but the more you can bring them in and they see your vision for what their kids are going to do in the future and what the mm-hmm. church is going to do to help them, I think that's that's great. And then are, are, how might you use, you know, I mean, there's different resources available. There's apps. Mm-hmm. There, you know, that uh, like your your curriculum might include an app or a take-home page, right. or little cards or things. Do you feel like those are good tools for co- connecting parents? I think they're good. They can be. Yeah. Okay. So how do we take just right. a thing and make it a strategy? And make it a strategy. Um, I think it's really important that you let them know what those pieces of paper are that are coming home with them. Otherwise, they wind up on the floor yeah. of the van. Yeah, and or they're still in the hallway after everybody's gone. They're still laying out there, you know, where you laid them out for your kids to take home. And you're Uh, Sometimes your parents don't realize what treasures they have right there that are available for them. So I do think that you you can mail them out. Mm -hmm. You can mail out once a quarter and say, here's what we're going to be talking about with your kids over the next month or or whatever. Um, Those apps, I'm going to maybe take the time with today's parents and go on Facebook or 
wherever they are and just say, hey, your child learned this today. We sent home this piece of paper. Um, take a look at it. It's got the Bible story on it. Or here's a great app for you. Here's a great suggestion for you. Um, and put it out there whichever way is best to connect with your parents, whether it's I don't know, Instagram, Facebook, or yeah. any of those. could be face-to-face, but could there be, are many ways But to there connect. are so many ways, because yeah. sometimes you're not going to see them face-to-face. Yeah. You're just, I would love it. I love it when you can, but sometimes it's not going to happen. Especially if we're in a large setting. Right. You may not just physically be able to yeah. meet and greet every yeah. person every week. You can't. But you can't need to stay connected. Exactly. Great. Well, Whatever Krista, way you can. Thank you so much again yeah. for being with us and sharing. It's so fun to chat with you and to hear your heart and your ideas. And so listeners, uh, we thank you for listening as always. And we'll see you back again next time on the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.